Welcome back, everybody, to Chop Sports Fight Factory, as always, brought to you by Dudes Gourmet and the Feel Good Factory. I am your host, the Reverend Tommy D, joined with me by my favorite co-host, Rasslin' Rob. We got Dave Destruction behind the glass. You really have to do that every time? Uh, every time. <laughs> I mean, I haven't wrestled in six years. You're the only professional wrestler in this room right now, so that's, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. All right, whatever. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest with us. This is so awesome that he's here. We have Shane Bigelow, who is the son of the biggest... Oh, God. It's I, one of the better big men of, yeah, uh, of the, of the, the world. The, I mean, that's the best big men. Yeah. Probably like uh, one of the first on ones. on his feet. Bam, bam, Did they ever find up. him after he went through the stage? They found Taz first. In Asbury Park. Thank you so much for joining us, bro. I, I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate it's you awesome. It's awesome. So, Shane, uh, I know you're not 100% up on the product. You you kind of watch the way Destruction watches um, a lot of the highlights I on found, Twitter. I found a, a loophole and a secret at the gym. Uh, Saturday morning, I went to the gym, and I went on YouTube. Imagine this. WWE puts out a 10-minute yeah. highlight reel mm-hmm. about SmackDown. I was like, oh, that, that, that's all I need. <laughs> like, you find out all the shit that just happened, and you're good to go, and I'm fine with it. I don't have to sit there for two hours on a Friday night and watch perfect. SmackDown. So have you been up on the uh, the stuff that's going on with with Mr. McMahon, who yeah, I know I, you've I, met? I, I can't not. I mean, uh, that that affects <laughs> my personal livelihood moving forward. But uh, who's surprised? Well, I, I'm that's not, did the I not point. Tweet that? Is, yeah. is anybody actually surprised that this is, is all going on? Is anybody down? surprised? I'm surprised this didn't happen two years ago, three years oh, ago. Oh, it did. It did. It's just coming to light. It's coming to light. It's coming to light by the company that the WWE hired. So they knew that this stuff was going to be found. But here's the thing. there's t- Technically, for a legality standpoint, there's nothing illegal going on. He no. just paid and that's f- why he's strutting his shit every yeah. week. He, he just care. paid five times more for casual encounters than he did for WCW. <laughs> so, you know, some got to pay a little more. Some got to pay a little more. <laughs> right? you know? hey, he'll have his day. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I, like, listen, and even Jericho said the same thing. It's... You just said too. What did you expect? Is this something nobody knew about? Yeah, the man. I mean, come on. Th- this is Vince McMahon. Okay, it's been going on forever. More money than God. It, like, when the first of reports came out of the NDAs, he literally went on SmackDown and Raw <laughs> for two seconds just to just to say hello. Show his face. He's made two T-shirts now on the shop. One says million dollar billion dollar asshole, and the other <laughs> something else. It's incredible. For no reason. He's gonna make so much more money off of this. I know. Oh my God. People, so like if, if the hardcore wrestling fans are gonna be like. Cool, you know, like wrestling is mainstream now all of a sudden because they're in the it's courts. It's the reality, and then that's what it is. Yeah. It's uh, and the I, people that are calling for his head are the ones that hate WWE already. Yeah, exactly. You know what they're, I mean? They have that pre-instilled notion in their yeah. minds. Yeah. But do you think there's so like you said? So WWE went out of their way to hire a secondary team to come investigate what's going on mm-hmm. there. Do you? And obviously, I think that was done because, like you said, like we all said, who didn't know? If you don't think anybody there didn't know, they all knew. I think that whatever they're going to find, he already knows about, and it's not going to be as bad as it already is. Listen, I don't man, think he's if, going anywhere. If Ric Flair didn't go to jail for the stuff that happened on the plane... That, that's very true, even though. after all that stuff came out... I mean, come on. How long ago was that now? That, that's the that plane was, ride from hell is yeah. what? That was uh, probably Christ. the 2000s. Nine, no, oh 90s, late 90s. I no, it had to be. It was the 2000s. Actually, I was just asking him, right. and it's funny that, that Shane's here. Uh, yesterday, I watched um, on A and E. They got the new series out, mm-hmm. bro. What a great series! On, what a great episode right there. Because now everybody's saying that there was a Netflix documentary that now they're not doing it anymore because of of Vince McMahon. A and E. He's going to Amazon. Yeah, A and E is putting out all these biography things, and they've got three new shows that they're doing mm-hmm. on their television about WWE. 
I don't think Vince McMahon gives two shits no, about he's, I think Netflix. He's all right. I think all all be that okay. stuff's already paid for. They and he paid them already, right? Yeah, I no, mean, and by the way, wonderfully done. Like the the entire like I watched the Undertaker one yesterday. It was two hours long. It was it was really good. Like well, from, I know from the gonna, start to the finish, they're going to come out with one for for his dad soon. Oh, absolutely. Because I remember a while ago doing. All right, listen. They're doing Goldberg next week, yeah. so they better do Bam Bam's next week. Well, do you they, ever get hit up for anything like that? I mean, are you? So it's you. I know you have you have a brother. Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. So do is, is your mom still around? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, my mother's still so, around. So when they reach are they out, all seven foot tall like you? No, no, no. <laughs> so when they reach out, like for instance, like I thought for sure your dad would have went into the Hall of Fame when they were just back in at MetLife for sure. I'm like, dude. It's in so Jersey, so did, so I've known they've reached out to like the Steiners before the Steiners went. And they went and reached out to a couple people, and people people have turned it down or say it doesn't work on my schedule this year. Maybe we'll do it next year. Has any of that ever happened? Did that you know of that anybody I, from WWE's ever reached out for anything? Yeah, in the last few years, I've had a couple more interactions. Um, most recently, we redid like his nostalgia agreement, so that actually re-ups his likeness mm -hmm. within the WWE for cool. the next, you know, five that's so, years. I'm so glad to hear that's things awesome. like that's, that. Yeah. That's something that, like, you know, when we talked about in the beginning with, like, the Vince McMahon affecting me, and do I still watch it? Because that, you know, it's a, it's a publicly shared company, so, mm -hmm. you know, royalties, stock options, all that type of stuff, that, you know, that affects, even though it's not as if my father's still in the business, no. it's still a decent amount of yeah, money. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, I honestly forgot what we were just talking about. About how they reached out to you. The have anybody? Fame. Yeah, so. Um, right, not even just the Hall of Fame, anything. They that. recently did. So, this was the first WrestleMania that they had fans back again. And uh -huh. They wanted to do a whole big showcase. So, they reached out and they were like, Do you have any ring gear, specifically WrestleMania 11 ring gear? And I, the only thing I have is the flame jacket, you know, the big flower. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got that? The actual yeah, jacket that. with the... I did not wear that here. I was about to say. I'm sorry. Really if you wore that here, we would have the cameras out. Here. That would have been started. Oh, That's pretty you know, cool. That's cool that you have that. I got that. So they had reached out to me and they were like, listen, we're looking for this particular flame jacket. And I thought it was that one because WrestleMania 11, Hartford, Connecticut, that's you know, yep. Lawrence Taylor. Mm -hmm. He actually got... My mother had another jacket made for him. That was he. My father was a biker, so he had um, he had like a leather riding jacket with flames up the sleeves. You watch WrestleMania 11. That's the one he comes in on. So WWE reached out to me. They're like, "Listen, we want to put like a showcase together. We want to you know showcase WrestleMania 11." This that. I'm like, I don't have it, but I do have the tulip jacket. I call it tulip jacket because it looks like a giant tulip. <laughs> yeah, um, it was like, odd for him <laughs> wearing that. I, I, I was, do remember that. It was it was funny, and he's like, uh, he's like, no, I'm looking for this other one. He sent me a picture, and I'm like, I know the guy that has it. My father gave it to him, a friend of his. They ended up working it out and and sent the jacket in, put it on display that in the most recent WrestleMania. So, me, you know. I tried to pick his brain. I'm like, this was about a month, you know, maybe maybe six weeks before they announced anybody. I'm like, so what's the deal, man? You want the jacket? You putting him in the hall? Like, what are we doing? We going to? Where, I forget where it was this year. And I'm like, do I got to buy tickets? And uh, he's like, listen, I can't tell you. He goes, he goes, I could tell you, but you can't tell anybody. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna tell everybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes. He goes it's Vader this year. I'm like, no surprise, you know, like right. Vader's got to get his push first. And he's like, every year he goes, I, you're I'm a huge fan of your father. Because every year we bring it up, he goes, he goes, despite what we just talked about, Vince being a womanizer, he goes, Vince wants to make it fun and family friendly and and have only one posthumous inductee. Well, yeah, you know, uh -huh. okay. 
they want to keep it. It makes sense, yeah. I guess. To a but certain, like, that's not something you want to hear. They got Taker like, no. this past year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and obviously he's the headliner. He it's, needs to be. But like, that's what I mean. Crazy. Like, I would almost not want to see Bam Bam going like the same time as Taker. He needs to be it. Without a doubt, he to be it. But he needs to be a headliner. That's coming from not just the three of us. That's I mean, I don't know how much wrestling podcast you listen to. That's not American, but that's harder than, than anybody that has, your dad should have been throughout in his career has oh, yeah. and, and even past has always said that Bam Bam was the best big guy on the card because he could move moonsault move, like a, like move. a lightweight. Have you ever seen, man's you ever seen a man like moonsault like that? The man that? drops a head from the top right. It's like you don't see that. You back know the then. you know the story about the shooting star press with him, right? I'm sorry. He tried a shooting star press. Tried a shooting. Do you know a story? He, no, I'm I don't. Have you ever heard this story? Oh, right. well, this is news to me. I, I hope it's a good. Hope it's a real story, dude. No, it is. <laughs> if it's it came, not, shit on it, him. It came yeah. from the mouth of We're Paul Heyman himself. Okay. Well, Heyman doesn't lie. Yeah. So Paul Heyman was his manager. That's true. His first week at Monster Factory. Okay. Paul Heyman was there, and somebody did a shooting star press off the top rope. Bam Bam goes, "I could do that," and then he jumped up there and hit a shooting star press first shot. Really? And I, I believe it, that. Though. It's like it's like when Brock did it at WrestleMania yeah. and totally like missed. Don't well, ever do that right, again. And then right after was that like is when Heyman, side of the ring. <laughs> Heyman put him on the card at Studio Fifty Four mm. when Paul Heyman just nobody knew who he was. Just made this card mm-hmm. for Studio Fifty Four to honor Ric Flair. Yeah, but the most of it was just to showcase Bam Bam. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. what it was for. That's pretty funny. It's just crazy how they all ties together. I told you guys that, like, Bam Bam was one of my favorites as a kid. And as you get older and all this stuff is available to you, I go down deep, deep rabbit holes. (laughs) Deep rabbit holes. The deepest of rabbit holes. (laughs) So I I also heard some other things. I mean, we're going to bounce around a little bit. Luna Vachon, is it true that she got her vein tattoos in your kitchen in your house? Yes, she did. Were you there for that? Yes, that I was. is wow. insane. So just so everybody's clear, Luna Vachon is not your mom. Right? No, I, I, I answered that for so long. No, no, Luna Vachon is not my mother. So she was using like stencils, right, or something, and then she used to draw it on with like eyeliner. You see, because if you watch the early matches, she was sweating. <laughs> it, well, if you watch early matches, it smudges, smudges, but you know, they got waterproof yeah. stuff. Eventually, you know, as the gimmick became more of her likeness, you know, she's like, Scotty, bam, and bam, and I want to, uh, and he's like, all right, whatever. My father, I think my father even got his head touched up at that time. Like, <laughs> the guys came right over and wow. just hit her right off, did the whole red and blue right in the kitchen, the right that in the is kitchen. So yeah. <laughs> Right so in the kitchen. Sad. So many things happened in that kitchen. I, uh, amongst the, the I would ask, but like probably they're probably <laughs> stories that are you know yeah. in yeah. the kitchen I, and left in the kitchen I, for the I rest got, of the time. I got a I got a quick kitchen. Nice. Right, there we go. <laughs> in the way my house was set up, it was like an open plan, and there was uh, washing machines and drying machines. So whenever they would come to like do like a New York show, they would always stay at my house. So Yokozuna staying in the spare bedroom. My what mom, did he sleep on? We had we <laughs> had a king's. Well, he fit all of the king size oh mattresses. The entirety oh of it. Was and this when they were trying for the the tag belts? This might have. Been, this was definitely 95, 96. Yeah, so probably around that. Run, yeah. So like, I'm old enough to remember, and I just remember like eating cereal and breakfast, and my mom offered to do his, uh, you know, like wash his clothes. <laughs> so he's got that the belt that wraps yeah. around him. The thing kind of looks like a thing, diaper. Yeah, yeah. and. It's literally stretched from one side of my... We had a 3,000-square-foot house what? stretched from one side of the house to the other side of the house, and she's, like, rolling it up, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and, like, the whole thing, and she's just, like, holding it away from her. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, because back then, they probably oh, washed it. That's probably the first time it's been washed all week, though, it back was, then. Like, it was Yokozuna, because he's 
part of the Wild Samoan family. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're Pennsylvania guys. They would always come over the house and they would have there'd be like five giant Samoans in the pool. There'd be a pig, <laughs> a pig dug in the backyard. <laughs> and a pig roast. We would have a giant pool. It would be literally overflowing. Did you ever get to meet like any of their like kids back in the day? Like, yeah. did you ever like, like yeah. Roman for instance, ever any, or you don't really know? I, I maybe Like you wouldn't, I remember meeting Hogan's kids. I remember meeting all the Samoans kids. It, you just, at that t- point in time, you're just, just like high, high. In and out, right? Focused. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more focused on your like seven foot tall father. You know? <laughs> <laughs> as as we got a little older, like I remember Ric Flair's kid was like a Georgia State champ in wrestling. Yeah. And he was a little bit older than us. My brother had just started wrestling and we were all, you know, like th- they always keep up. They always ask, you know, how you doing? You playing sports? Stuff yeah, like, like regular when stuff. They, when they drop kayfabe and like their real voices come out, it's, it's like the weirdest. It's alarming. Weirdest thing. And back then, like... Kayfabe was yeah, it was, no, a, it was, was still a thing, you yeah, know. Like, no, so. it, was, it was still a thing. So, like, in the locker room, when you got in the back and they like got to drop their personas and like be like uncles, it was like the coolest thing. Like, I remember Goldberg had the most like southern accent, and I was like, that's not really, yeah. Well, he's from, yeah. I think he's from like Atlanta, he's from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. you can't tell based off the way he yeah. talks. He got right out the ring, and I remember he was just like glistening, just like the sweatiest man alive. He's like, Y'all taking care of your daddy, and I was like. <laughs> Yes. Yes, yeah, yes like, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wide is the hallway, dude. Just the widest person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look back on Bam Bam's career from like start to finish, mm-hmm. not even just the people that he wrestled, the factions that he belonged in. He was in a faction with Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack wow. in WCW You're in the right. very early days. Um, was he with the Million Dollar yes. Team? Yeah, right. Was, yeah, that's right. He was in that faction. He was with Triple Threat. Every faction, every good faction needs a heavy, and he was the guy. Like yeah. that was the guy to get. Rob Van Dam goes to this day. We'll say if it wasn't for Bam Bam Bigelow, he wouldn't probably be where he was at all because Robin Van Dam's the one that got the television title off yeah. of Bam Bam. And that's like... That's, so that's what like started that feud, all that. That's what like put the right to Rob Van Dam up the card. He like Mr. Monday Night after that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he, he talks he, about he talks about it a lot when people bring up dad, bring up your dad. Yeah. Like once he won that match, I mean, he didn't stop. It just went on a roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, Literally, to this day, kind of, with I, the weed remember, now, with the gimmick he's doing. Yeah, I just remember him watching him like frog splash off the top rope. Like, he was just so freaky athletic. It was like... This is like what Jean Claude Van Damme could be like. But like, right. like, yeah. real, like an actual, dialed up to about yeah, hundred and ten. Like this dude was just how a much real? Face. Yeah. How, how much of the ECW shows would you go to? All, almost all of them. See, that's like he yeah. lived like our like any Mark's dream right now. Like <laughs> if you go to YouTube and you're like you're from kids now who never really got to witness that stuff. Like, Sorry bro, to that. be there through all of that is like, and at your age it was like, bro, you know how much? I mean, I. How much pussy was getting thrown at you? You were like 15, 16, right? You were like mostly sweaty old men. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it was 1997 ECW South Philly shows. There's not oh, really much man. pussy to choose from. Woo, a lot got, of rats. That, that is, a, you know, it's funny. It's I, he, you he know, said exactly it right there. Talking. Scum in Philadelphia. It's the same, scum. It's the same fans. It's the same it's fan. Scum. Yeah, but it's the same fans that still go to the 2300 Arena for Impact and MLW. Trust it's, me. It's it's loyal, the same ones They're still there. They're still, still there. And there's still a painting on the wall, and all the, the all my guys still when they get to perform there, I always see it pop up in a story like, "Oh, I'm at the door of the room." I'm like, "That's awesome." Uh, I never got to go. Do there, you though. know? Um, Warhorse <laughs> asked me to take a picture of him in front of it. 
It's it does, yeah. Like I'm just standing there going to the bathroom. Here's this guy coming in dressed in all metal gear. <laughs> hey brother, would you mind taking a picture of me in front of the in front of the ECW wall? Mm. I'm like, are you performing here tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm Warhorse. Okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know your dad? Uh, the Godfather started wrestling because of your dad too. Yeah. They were. Um, remember that movie Hogan Over the Top or whatever that crap they was were called? Both in that? No, 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 no. no. So no they were, guard? um, no, no, was what was it? over the top? It was it called was, the movie. That was the, 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 the arm, arm wrestling, wrestling movie. But, but was arm, Hogan in that? Sylvester Stallone was in that. But Hogan was in it too. Hogan no, Hogan was the other. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I it's the whole bard you're talking about. Maybe but I do is. have bring up Hogan and Debo. That's no holds barred. So I think that was the movie. Anyway, they were filming. The arm wrestling movie you're talking about. I always thought that the. Huh? Over the top. Oh, over the top is one of the. I swear, adventure for two hours. That villain guy was. Modeled after your dad because your dad was a uh, an arm wrestler. Yes, I got enough. Unless Rob was gone. Let me just finish this. Yeah. So uh, the Godfather was owned a bar down the street or was working at a bar down the street. So they came in. They they seen like all his tattoos and stuff. And that Jerry Lawler came in was like, dude. What are you doing? Be, come be a wrestler. And he's like, oh, that's phony, fake, blah, 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 blah. And they showed him pictures of your dad. And he was like, how much is this dude making? They're like, bro, he made like 1.5 last year. <laughs> and he was like, what, dude? Quit that day. Your dad told him to go to Monster Factory with Larry Sharp, right? I think yep. that's the guy's yep. name. Yep. He yep. said he might have won there like four times. He was in WWF three months later. He never looked back. He said yeah. he would never have done it, never would have done it if nobody ever Well, they were in the same faction together, too. That was when he was comma. Oh, they yeah, were in the Supreme the, Fight Machine or whatever he was? Yep. Yeah. Sticking on the movies for a second. Were you on the set of Major Pain? <laughs> no. You were young. No, no, I was young. You I, for pain. I, Dude, yeah, I'll never forget that pain. for the rest of my life. You pain? You oh. pain. <laughs> yeah. I think chills. That's awesome. Every time that's on TV, I get like 20, 25 text messages. Bro. <laughs> FX, bro, he's FX so cool. And then he gets his ass kicked yeah. by, by uh, Wayne's brother. Yeah. But you said you was going to kick me in the face. <laughs> Call me a liar. Call I, me a liar. I was, <laughs> funny funny so thing funny. about that, I was too young, but... There was an option if I was old enough to be like one of the little kids. That was, oh. say, that was part of that. Yeah. So like, there was there was opportunities where where I could have been there, but I'd not. I didn't get to go to set for that. <laughs> so but that true. I mean, like you can't not watch that. Like no. that movie's on. Movie's so good. With Wasn't without, he in Ready to Rumble too? He was. Didn't he yeah. have an appearance yeah. in Ready to Rumble? Ready to Rumble's got to be uh, an abomination, but amazing Love at the that. same time. No, it's a. That's it's a good. It's one of my favorite movies, oh, yeah. dude. It's it a cult classic. Purple sugar slush. And then again, like. Bam Bam's in there, and he's he's one of the guys beating the shit out of uh, the old man. <laughs> uh, I think that was supposed Sal to. Bandini. It was supposed to be Stu Hart. I think they were like modeling Sal Bandini <laughs> after Stu Hart. Oh, want to wrestle Sal Bandini? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Stifle. There's oh, so man. yeah. There's so many one liners. Oh, in that dude, I can go on for days. Here Guys, it's time to give the big seasoning companies the big FU. They've been lying to you for years, manipulating the numbers, rounding down the calorie counts, and adding shit that's not even food quality without your knowledge. Dude's Gourmet is the best natural seasonings with no additives, no filler, and no caking agents, just pure flavor. Head on over to dudesgourmet.com right now and choose one of their premier rubs from their espresso rub, everything minus the bagel, sweet baby Jesus, or how about their pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Put Dude's Gourmet seasonings and rubs on all of your favorite burgers, steaks, seafood, vegetables, anything that needs that extra kick. Right now, get free shipping for orders over $50 with the promo code OSHIP. That's a capital O. Follow them on Instagram at Dude's Gourmet. Visit their website right now, dudesgourmet.com. Established in 2017, the Feel Good Factory is here for all of your high-quality CBD products. All products are manufactured in Long Island, New York in an ISO 6 clean room. 
They create everything from creams, gummies, and even pet products, and always third-party tested and curated with quality ingredients. They offer shipping throughout the USA and offer curbside delivery on Mondays and Fridays. Right now, if you use the promo code CHOPSPORTS, you'll get 25% off of all products. Call them today at 888-519-1139 or visit their website, thefeelgoodfactory.com or on Instagram at thefeelgoodfactorycbd. There's another story I heard at what happened to ECW. When you were in ECW, I heard somebody uh, hit you with something. Oh, I got dropped. And they had to go. They like <laughs> What? How, Wait, how tell, old so were tell you? Tell the story. So y- y- you got to go through the timeline. I was born in 1980. I'm 34 years old. So 1998, November to remember around mm-hmm. there. So I'm like 10, 11 years old. I'm still like a... Five ten. Wait, that, is that the kid. November to remember? Shane Douglas beat him for the belt. No, I'm just talking. That's that time. Oh, okay. that's the time yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I was that. Because that show was insane. Oh, all those shows were insane. <laughs> but I forget where we, we were at some hockey rink in either up and down Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, wherever. And uh, you know how they always there was more fights in ECW stands than there were yeah. actually <laughs> right. in the ring. So they end up going out. My father, would we'd always go backstage. Candido was a Spring Lake guy, so yep. I would always hang out with Chris. Chris was like a brother, you know. Um, later on, Jerry the Wall Tootie. So I would always be hanging out with those guys in the back. My pops is like, oh, I'm going to go get ready, do this, that. And uh, he's like, you know, go walk around. So I would go walk around the edges behind the seats mm-hmm. while the match was going. So I just happened to be in, like, this open area and, like, it might have been, like, Sabbath where somebody came and they were just having a complete brawl in the stands. So, of course, everybody from the bleachers and everybody from everywhere else comes through. And this this dude who's like 280 of just pud comes just like <laughs> drunkenly chugging along, man. And I'm just like wide-eyed, just staring. And this dude just like backhands me out of the way. Oh, oh my God. God. And it's just like, Ugh. And now I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. But like, <laughs> you know. But so like, you're, like, you're 10, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a big 10-year-old. Did you hit the floor? No, nah, <laughs> no. But like. You know how you get... I've never really been hit by a man before at that time. And, yeah. and you get that, like, you lose your breath. You're like... <gasps> so, right. you, like, collect yourself. You go in the back, and, like, my father knew something was wrong. And, like, he was the calmest, coolest, collected guy. He had a dip in, and, and, and like, he sits right up. And you like... He's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, my and God. So he he calls over, like, two security guys, guards, who are probably guys that are jobbers trying to get in the business. Yeah, right. they're both Most likely. One's six foot eight, one's six foot ten. They're the biggest, the two biggest dudes in the arena dressed in all black. He goes, can you find this guy? He had one of the most obnoxious, like, shirts on that was just, like, you knew there's no other douchebag in this arena <laughs> with this, like, fan shirt on. So I like go walking around, walking around. I'm like, I see the dude, and he's just like drunk and spilling beers all over. And I'm like, that's the guy. And they're just like, okay, big man, go in the back. So I like go in the back. Sit. I'm sitting with my father. I'm sitting with Candido. It's the and, best uh, part of the story. They bring him in the back, right? They brought the fan in the back. Yeah, him in the it's back. ECW, so he, bro. He, so he thinks he's getting like the VIP treatment. Dude, he did. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, got, he did. Yeah, no, they didn't tell him. Oh, he got the VIP treatment. Oh, yeah, he, sure he got to see. He got to see it firsthand up close. So uh, this is, I mean, this is the same place where, where Bubba Dudley freaking told a girl off and oh, called yeah, her mother and everything. Mm-hmm. They gave him the money and told him to leave. Like, you thought they were going to kill that kid. Right. So this guy, un- unbeknownst to him, is walking in the back. He's like, whoa, whoa, man, I'm getting thrown out. Uh. And, like, they always had, like, the big black curtains. And yep. all you see is just, like, my dad, like, stand up and, like, walk into the back. And he's just like, Chris, take care of Shane. So I'm sitting with Chris Candido. And Candido's not a tall dude, but he's yoked. Yeah. yeah. And he's shaking and scared. Like, he knows somebody's going to fucking die. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like... <sighs> Do you have kids today? No. All right. Okay. Don't so. wish that evil on me. 
<laughs> I got four boys, bro. Got yeah. He's got two. He's got a couple. Busting the curse, but go ahead. Don't worry. But you'll know the feeling one day what your dad was feeling. So all you hear is like, so you want to hit kids? Like, and then like, yo, pay. You know, like the same thing. So you want to hit kids? And then you hear just like, my father always taught me, he's like, listen, we're big boys. We go to the bar. You punch a guy in the face, he hits his head, he dies. We both go to jail. Yep, right away. Demoralized people, just slap the shit out of them. So all you heard was these, these like meat slaps, like those oh YouTube, like those Instagram oh YouTube videos with guys standing across the <laughs> table. Trying, you know this guy's face is just completely getting whacked off his head. Do you hear like maybe three or good four oh good ones and like God. look around? And he comes back out from the curtain, sits down, and doesn't say anything. Doesn't you know like your dad was like yeah, just, just business as usual. Yeah, didn't say anything because like he knew I wasn't in the room. Nah. Like, okay. So, you know, the guy wakes up or comes up or whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. He, he, stop he, ringing. he gets resurrected from life and they got all the cops around him and he's like, I want to fucking press charges. The guy beat the fucking shit out of me. And I'm like, I heard you punch the kid. <laughs> and then he just probably went, got it again. The guy went off. They tried arresting him. And he made it worse for himself. Right, Stupid, right, right. Bro. But you know, like ECW. Sticking and, his foot in his mouth. There were no limits. I, like you, you, we talk about the WWF and WWE, how you guys, he was only in it for five years. Yeah, I know. You know like, nuts. If you think about it, like, the grand scheme of things, five years seems like a lifetime of, of memories that the guy's actually it, made. Yeah, like he was only in, he was in it from like 88 to mid-89, uh -huh. and then he came back like yep. 91, late 91 to like 95, 96. So he's only in He never really got a good storyline, never got pushed. It was basically what he did in Japan and ECW and WWE, yep. which would, for me, is honestly better, I mean, for you, because you were older then. You got to like be around it, the cooler stuff more, you know what I mean? And it's watch just, fans get smacked up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, I'll I'm, never forget, it was the late 80s. Um, and I'm a little bit older than all of you. Yeah. All right. Uh, How old are you? Walker outside. Yeah. Like How ahead. old are you? I'll be 39. Oh, not that, I'm not that much older. You're not like Gooch. He's 40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there, dude. He gets so mad, bro. I know, I know. So, so mad. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it, was, it was the summer of either 88 or 89, and the WrestleMania video game came out on Nintendo, mm. and I had to have it. There was like five wrestlers in it. Bam Bam was one of them. It was the worst video game ever, <laughs> but... If you wanted a pet, they would send power-ups. Like, it would come out of the stands and go into the ring. Oh, yeah. Hogan had a cross. I think Andre the Giant had his singlet, and Bam Bam just had a flame. <laughs> Great. Great yeah. stuff. But um, let's talk WrestleMania for a second. So when the Lawrence Terror thing happens, at the, they start that at the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. Are you old enough to remember, like, your dad telling you, like, this is happening or what's going on? How does this so – how we, do you – We were there for a lot of that stuff. Like, all the all – the, lead up and how they did like the promos and stuff like why was up he to it. why did they pick choose bam bam specifically because they knew he could carry lawrence uh, oh, yeah. lawrence was safe. an abomination yeah. like, no 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 i, I, I watched the him. match of course yeah. i just yeah. i remember so the, they were out they were out they were the, everyone says call me event. they were the main event that was the last show were the that was, was the main event but, oh. but like <laughs> michaels and diesel what? was before that yep was it? Yeah, I yeah, it was yeah. the main event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Sean being, Sean being bitter they about it. They consider Cole. He's like, oh, what? You know, because yeah. like Cole main event. I'm like, main event is when I'm it's last. Because yeah. 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 like you'll get like Diesel and Michaels to be like, oh, yeah. we were to call main event. I'm like, no, yeah. it was you were the show, the one before, bro. The main event is Lawrence that was Taylor. A pretty, that was a pretty big WrestleMania. You had uh, Owen and Yokozuna win the tag team belts. Yep. Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels and Diesel, they had Before their match. Yeah, and yeah then, they had all the celebrities there for doing like Pam Anderson, mm -hmm. John Taylor Thomas, half the uh, NFL, Jenny McCarthy, yeah, yeah, all the whole NFL. NFL was there for for Lawrence Taylor's drugged up. Ass. I, I, listen, <laughs> Yo, I'm but a, that I'm was honestly, I can't get behind no, Lawrence I, Taylor. 
Let's go for it. So so let's talk. Try to bring us to like why they chose. If you, I mean, if you know why Lawrence Taylor was the guy that was picked, why your dad was picked, how 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 it was bought up. You know, let's let's. I think it, I think it's a whole like Jersey thing. You know, he's a New York Giant in mm-hmm. the area, and it's. I think they had to give him a push at that time. Like, he, you know, he'd been in the business long enough. He did the big hole run every, you know, every match with Bret Hart. Where yeah, he where he lost King of the Ring. Yeah, where he beat the shit out of Bret Hart for 25 minutes and then Bret <laughs> would come back because he loved, you know, he would, he would love those like big, you know. Mm-hmm. Bret always comebacks. talked about your dad too, though. Always, oh, yeah. always talked about how loved he loved working with them, laid on his feet. Loved them, safe, everything. But I really think it comes down to they had to give him a push, you know, and it was his time. If you look at the roster back then, like, Yep. You know, they, they were pushing the Yoko Owen tag team, stuff like that. But really, there was there was nothing. No heels, no monster yeah, heels. Nothing left. But they I think they knew internally that he could handle him in the ring. Because if you watch it, like, that's my father dancing around. Like, from no, after of course. The, after the first two minutes, I mean, you know you've been in the ring. You mm-hmm. blow up, man. Oh, and dude, it ain't fun. You, you, there's no <laughs> spots to get your win back. Like, LT's struggling to try to get up. And it, and it's a because it's a total different game. Of yeah, absolutely. You got Fifteen to twenty five seconds of going hard, and then you can catch your breath. Whereas Grab wrestling, hold, son. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it I don't know the like the logistics actually behind the behind the scenes of the deal making and all that stuff, but I know that 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 was that was my father's chance to really shine, really you know showcase his talent. So, like that was a. Do you think did your dad see that moment as like one of the biggest moments of his career, like or just I, another moment? I, you know what? He's not one of those guys that really like harped on like living the wrestling life. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he he was about it and he did it, but it was a means to make money. If you listen to his some of his interviews, yeah, like, I have. I got paid millions of dollars to lose, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like he knew going into that, like he's what are you gonna do? Beat Lawrence Taylor, and then you're gonna just beat up the NFL? What are you yeah, of course not. Right? Yeah. Like, fucking Chris Spielman's next, yeah, and then like, so, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no, no right. there's no upside for him to win that, and you no. know that when the celebrity's coming in, the celebrity's gonna win. But you know what? It's a credit to him because he had that. He came from the old school, so those guys like Piper and stuff like that, where. You got these celebrities coming in. They know nothing of the business. They've never rode the town. It was. It will probably give them a hard time. Yeah, you know, about and, not going over it. But credit to your dad, like just like and, and the doing way business. Worked, and the way knowing that's going to be his biggest WWF payday ever. Was, you know? was it his biggest perfect. payday? Had to have been. It's yeah. a main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was one. It was one of the. Big, I know Japan gave him Japan a lot gave him a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah. that for sure. Japan was big paydays, but this was the biggest I WWF. Did Herb Abrams pay him at all for UWF? No, you know what. My father was one of the and the guys that I meet now that have been through the indies, you know, 20, 30 years ago, he goes, Your father always made sure everybody in the room got paid before anybody stepped out of that locker room. Do you know why? Dope. I bet you that that's like a New Jersey thing. Yeah. I honestly I mean I, of, I really believe that because guys from like our area, especially like this area, this state, um, we take care of each other, I think, is how I've seen it everywhere yep. I've ever lived. In Tennessee lived in Indiana, like nobody leaves until we all get it. Yep. And that's it. Or we're all gonna get it. There's there, there's been a couple times where I ran into one guy. He's like he wouldn't let anybody out of the room. There was you know it was a house show. Yep. He goes, not a single one of us is stepping out because you could just tell that promoters going to beat guys. And there's dudes that are wrestling. Oh, for I've been a part of 40, a locker room. Um, a, a testament to the old school mentality. Like guys like Bam Bam wouldn't that, wouldn't let it fly. Mm-mm. There's been locker rooms I've been a part of where promoters have skipped out the back door, bro. And there's oh, yeah. not enough. Managing of the locker rooms, there's no, there's no bam bam in the locker room saying, "Hey, wait a minute," you know what I mean? Like it's just you go and you're gone, yeah. and then you just, you know, you don't do business with that guy ever again. But 
you know, somebody's just slapping the. Your sleep. dad's also <laughs> been. Yeah. He's also been a part of like some other big moments. Like he was up in the ring when Nash beat Goldberg. Yeah. Did you Did you know about that? Like, did your dad ever come home and like ruin matches for you? Like beforehand, like yeah, tonight. <sighs> Nash is gonna win her. Nah, Did you ever ask? We never actually sat down and watched it. Like when he was home, we weren't sitting in front of the TV. He was that's he was, good though. Yeah, that's he was good. fishing. He was hunting. He was out because it was that was a job. That daddy's going to work. You know, like yep. it's not. It wasn't. You know, there wasn't insider information. We weren't really old enough to care. We only cared about what he was doing and where he was. Cared going about where and, dad was. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. So, totally. That's awesome. You know, like you have your favorites and you you want to root for those guys, but like. You know, you, you when you see them in the locker room sitting, hashing out, you know, what moves are going through, it, it, it desensitizes for you. it. Yeah, like you, you don't I always wonder that. You, you, you don't look at it the same. Like we talked before about watching it now. Like I get like pits in my stomach, like where you feel like your stomach drop when I see like guys my size, like do moves and hit because I know the toll that it took on my um, father's uh, yeah. body. So I can't watch it the same. And like I get, I get guys all the time, they'll send me like clips and here and there, they're like, oh, watch me wrestle, blah, blah, blah. And like, I can see the herky jerkiness of it, like mm-hmm, I, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's you, you're like I I know what to see in a good product, and it, and like it almost kills me to watch. You like look that. at it from like a business standpoint, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. which is good. I mean, people, you have a, that's that's kind of how you. I don't want to tell you you're the drizzling shits, <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you watched AEW at all? Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. What's your thoughts about? Well, and we, and before we didn't talk about it, right, not a conversation. I no. I want honest opinions, and you don't got to say it's. You can just be honest. Opinion. What do you think? What do you think is wrong about it? What do you think could be better? About yeah, it? competition's always a good thing. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Like, it, it, I felt like WWE for so long almost had to like create competition with, within in itself. And within itself. Yeah. With NXT. Different, yeah, yep. all that stuff. So, you know, that coming on, coming along, even stuff like GCW. But that's probably the biggest thing, right? That's probably the next I, ECW I, I know, thing. I, I grew right up, well, I came up with Brett Lauderdale. Like, the, he was refereeing yeah. at the time where I started. And you just knew that he had this kind of drive all of a sudden. And like, all of a sudden, I thought GCW when it first came around. I'm like, oh great, more fucking light tubes and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just evolved so quick, and the fan base is rabid. And yeah. I think they they could give a run for the money had they had the or if they ever land that financial backer. You know, they can they can run with these guys. I, I real I truly believe yeah. that. The Indies are well, you still, still got Sean, you still got Sean Waltman. Doing right. matches in GCW, yeah. so right. yeah. if your dad was still around, he'd probably oh, 100%. be hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I would oh, love yeah. to see your dad because, like, uh, I'm a big, big Disco Inferno fan. Like, they oh, shit on me, but I'm, but but if I, like I I look at it as a business aspect too. Like, the dude has a great worker's punch. He was in the booking room. He wrote he wrote a lot of that stuff. Like. Guys like that, and he was a guy who was around your dad too. Like those are smart guys for the business. Yep. Like we we don't know what we could have gotten with your dad in Impact or your dad being a producer in NXT or even AEW. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? It's like now it's like we. So overall, AEW, you're looking at it as competition one. Yay, yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. But like, it's a positive thing, you know, like. You look at the roster and you see a lot of guys that aren't the mold of mm-hmm. WWE. So it's like almost like the everyman's kind of mm-hmm. wrestling. And, and the land of misfit toys. Yeah, you can relate. <laughs> a, a good friend of mine, Joey Janela. Listen, uh, I grew I, up with Joey. Uh, yeah. He's kicked me in the face numerous amount of times. I've kicked Joey Janela out of the bar numerous oh, times. Yeah. My, son, him, my son is a fan of his now. closed out many bars over the time. And he's a... He's a heck of a guy. <laughs> he's a, he's a good dude, man. But they're they're all just good people, man. And, and AEW, I like that they're giving older guys a little bit of a second chance. You know, like whereas 
you're not you're not sauced up and huge anymore. We're giving you you're giving you a little bit of a shot and let them kind of dictate how their careers want to pan out. So I think AEW is cool. I yeah. haven't watched, watched much of this stuff. <laughs> I do the 10-minute highlight reels. Yeah, yeah, like you. I'm telling you, that's the way to I do it. I can tell you right now, if you watch a whole show, the 10-minute highlight reel is probably going to be the best part of it. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, these guys, they, they shit on AEW, and maybe I'll get your thoughts on this to pick your brain on this aspect, but, like, there's been a lot of very gimmicky matches at AEW thus far, and even most recently. Like, they've got the blood and guts thing, and they got this, and now there's another one booked where it's another... What was it? Uh, it's uh, a, so, th- so Shark Tank, Shark oh. Wink, Shark Wink, Shark Week yeah. is going on fucking next week. So they're doing uh, on Wednesday, Dynamite. It's Jericho, Eddie Kingston in a explosive barbed wire match, which they had one two years ago, and it, the ring didn't explode. No, so, like, it, it was a match. Second time's a thing, but the, the kicker but is... they're doing it with a Shark Tank over the ring with all their... Buddy and the alliances are going to be in it. I'm like, bro. Like, so at this point, it's like, at what point do you just like, what are we doing here? You know what, what I mean? Like, to the wrestling. Yeah, that's, but that's the problem is with AEW, they have a, the fan base for AEW is very Toxic. reminiscent and similar similar to ECW, where there's other wrestling going on. We understand, but nothing compares to this. Like, it's the greatest of the great. And, I, and don't get me wrong. A lot of those guys, just like you mentioned, guys like Jericho, Christian Cage, like those guys get to do it all over again. By the way, Christian dropping bombs on yeah, the microphone. Yeah. Sometimes I think they're too much, you know, but anyway, uh, like the gimmicky stuff. Do you find that to be like a good mix or like should you just stick to stick I, to wrestling? I like, like old shoot style wrestling. Thank yeah, you. Like I want, yeah, me too. you know, like, wrestling. You want wrestling? Yeah, I want. Wrestling. We're this close to another Judy Pagwell yeah. on a forklift <laughs> match. What the hell is going on? That's basically we're, what we're it is. this close I to know, that. I know. <laughs> and, and you know what? That Listen. It's a guy with a lot of money. He can do whatever he wants. And like everybody else who's getting their paycheck signed, they're going to just we have comply. Friends, we have friends that work there. I mean, we we do. We we give it to them really well. But <laughs> I like some of the stuff they do. But for me, it's if you ever sit down and just watch one match, just watch one in an entirely. The referee, every referee they have will ruin it for you. They try so to be a part of a lot of referees. They try to be a part of the match. Watch this. They, yeah. It's crazy. It's Everybody like comment like the WWE referees didn't have names for years. You know yeah, what I mean? now like, they got everything. Now they, they got everything. profiles. Right. They I got know. Profiles. Twitter. And, and don't get me wrong. I know a couple of the refs over at WWE. The most amazing they're upset people when they're not in a the video world. game package right. now. Like, that's yeah. crazy. You're like a non playable character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What exactly. What are you, you doing? You have to beat this level to get referee nature, a little nature, to be the referee of your match. Yeah. So, so, uh, what are we doing now? You're teaching now, right? You don't got to say where, yeah, but you're teaching now. Summer break. Summer oh, break. break. I'm what, enjoying What that. age do you teach? I'm high school. High school? I'm high school special ed, yeah. Nice. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for about eight years. You were doing something similar, right? I was a para. I was a one-on-one para with uh, a kid that we let come in here. He's oh, he was on two years weeks old. ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. I, he was my student. He moved down to South Carolina. Um, he was legally blind, so I had to like kind of guide him through. He, he was, was or is, is he good now? Or no, no, he's still legally okay, blind. Okay, yeah, no, that's what he said. He goes, he was legally blind. I'm, I'm like, oh, he's great. I no, didn't I even know. Yeah, you, you can't didn't tell me. Way I didn't just tell. Like, I had no idea. But if you notice, like he'll have his phone, but he's like, yeah, oh, I, know, okay. I do that tell. now, and I'm not. But right, well, exactly. <laughs> that's true. You will be if you keep doing that. But he was on the show, and I don't know where I was going with this, but he was he got to host the show. And where was I going? He, has his, he has his own podcast. Yeah. So he has his own podcast. I told him, I was like, come on board. Like, see what I do now? Because Mr. S used to be your para, you know, and I, now I'm doing all this stuff. Um, but being a para was like the most rewarding job I think I ever had in my life, especially with special ed kids and the, and the problem children. Like I was in the 
four, five, six year old, like sixth grade. <laughs> so I'm literally like my big ass is running after these kids down the hall. For high school, you're probably in the middle of a couple fights. In, in well, you're school. a coach, right? You're a high school yeah, and football. Oh my football, god! Forget. I do football, wrestling, and track. Nice. Cut it down, busy boy. I've cut right. it down in recent years, but um, when I first got my start, I used to run group homes for behavioral teenagers. So okay, it was, nice. It was always it was like a halfway house. You were the halfway to jail or halfway from jail, uh -huh. right? And it was 12 to 18 years old. It was right in Aberdeen over here, and I'm telling you, we used to have to do overnights, and I used to have this kid. He was seven foot tall. And he used to sneak out the window and run down the street. And he used to want to go smoke cigarettes all the time. And they would be <laughs> fighting. And I'm, after like a few months of that, I'm like, you know what, man? I, I, I like working with this population. Let me, let me see if I can get, because I was coaching at the time. Let me see if I can get into education. And I took it all. My mother was a teacher for 25 years. My mother still is a teacher. So you got it in. I, I wanted to do coaching. I'd always, my father always, we were always hunting, fishing. Or doing sports and there was always some type of wisdom or input mm -hmm. that was 100 percent important so like he wanted us to go to college my brother sister and myself that was the most important thing to him he knew that you know working in that business that's not that's not a life to have a family and live a long good life he he 100 knew that so he wanted us to go to college make sure that we got that degree and then whatever you wanted to do you were good after that but you had to make sure you squared away yourself school was important school was the most important thing so Fortunately enough, I, I graduated a long time ago. My brother graduated. My sister recently graduated from University of Tennessee. Everybody's doing yeah, really well. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Congratulations, right. bro. Balls, okay. Yeah, yeah. You where'd, never you, where'd you go to college? I went to Widener in South Philly. Okay. I was called back to the it, to the scent of the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> scent of piss <laughs> and, and Miller Lite. Yeah, the you, overpass cheesesteaks. You remembered yeah. the smell of the uh, the ECW crowd as a kid, and it just drew <laughs> you right, yeah. right there. Oh, it brought me back. So was, that's a, obviously, it's a phenomenal path that you chose, because molding young minds is, is the most rewarding thing in the world. It really uh, is. And we're not compensated enough. I'm sure you know that, too. I mean, that's just the way of the world. It's just, it should be more. Um but now I got to ask, I mean, you're coming up, did your dad ever, or do you ever give your dad an inkling that like, hey, I want, I want to do what you're doing? Like, did you ever think about or your doing brother it? or your brother, anybody in the family, even your sister, like the, the way the world is working now, like she'd be a champion. You is know your brother I mean? like, big too? Uh, what? My, is your brother a big guy too? My brother is a stocky build. My brother is about 5'10", but he, he's built like a Steiner. He's built, <laughs> like, yeah, he's built like Rick Steiner. Yeah, yeah. We would have had a good tag team, but... I'm so I'm 34. My brother's 28, 29. My sister's 22. Still time. So, <laughs> Relax. They got a sign on NXT. A chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, get some over. Hey, DC Bro, I, started wrestling at 35. So. <laughs> I true. got in at 27, and I thought I was too old. Like because yeah. there's other guys like the Anthony Bowens of the world. They're coming in, and Casey Navarro's are coming at 16. And yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm I'm out doing it for like a month. I'm like I'm pretty goddamn good at this. This is pretty cool. And then you see like the young bucks coming in here, and they're just doing not the actual young bucks, like like yeah. young bucks. Yeah, thank you. Fucking nine fifty split. I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking. I suck. There, <laughs> there was never really a chance where we like sat down and talked. Like I've I've overheard like people would always ask him like, oh, you got a big boy there. Are you ever gonna break him in the business? And like inadvertently and directly, he'd be like, listen, he's got to go to college first. After that, he could do whatever he wants. But if he steps in that ring, we're gonna stretch him out. Like, <laughs> All right. But that's the only way you learn too, though. That's you know what I'm saying? Way, yeah. I've gotten my the shit kicked out of me. That, that's just the way it works. <laughs> like, oh, that's listen, just the way it works. I may not have stepped in the ring with him, but we used to have wrestling mats down in the basement. Oh, and I can only imagine. He would come home, he'd he'd low ankle pick, dislocate <laughs> your leg, and then just leave you down there. And you're like, oh my Think about God. what you did yeah, and just move yeah. about that for Roll a around. While. You'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, right. Roll some dirt on but it. But he you know what? I was 19 years old when he passed away. 
and he was out of the business for four or five years then. I never really matured and was old enough to really like think about it critically as a potential like career path. And it wasn't really a big thing. Like family, it was very family oriented, like the, you know, the Von Erics and stuff. It, mm, that was a yeah, family thing. Yes, yes. My father got into that. It wasn't his career path in life. He, no. he got fortunate enough. He was a big dude, right place, right time type mm-hmm. of thing. Got a job, lived in an airplane hangar at the Monster Factory and was just, he, he went where the money was and you could see it in his career. So he just did it to just keep his head above water. And he did not want that. He grabbed his story. lunch pail and, and went to work. That's yeah. it. That's Can you it. tell the story about, um, I saw something about your dad saved like four people from a brother, oh, three kids yeah. or something. Can you what? tell that story? Yeah. I just saw it. Breaking news 2022. I have no idea what that was. Tell that story for us, man. It's an awesome story. So this, this is over the years has gotten expanded to, to a very big story, but he was underwater the entire yeah, time. Yeah, he was underwater. He, he had flippers on. And yeah. everything. But it, they were having a barbecue at his friend's house. I'm sure they were all tuned up, uh-huh. this, that, and the other thing. And a brush fire ends up happening. And he just kind of, like, runs in, gets his whole, like, side of him burnt up, ripping a couple kids out. So they go to they go to Jersey Shore. And, you know, he's in the burn unit. Yeah, he's got about 20, 25, 30% of his body burnt up pretty bad. Wow. So they, you know, they start asking him and, and like, you know, he's not thinking anything of it, but it just it snowballed into this big thing. And years and years later, it's become like this internet thing. I get like people that are like, I want to nominate your father for the post oh. award. I'm like, nah, man, he, he's okay. Like, yeah. he, he's yeah. all right. That's, all right. that's, you know, that's a little dude. much, but that's hey, how the see. wrestling internet is, dude. He wanted some new tattoos, so he tried yeah, to get them go. from the flames. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, listen, he still saved it's, three kids from a fire. So <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, where's the t shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sang three kids from how's the So how's the coaching thing going? You like it? You don't like it? You, it what's has up? its ups and downs. We, we were talking before, you know, it, it gets tough, but at the end of the day, it's what I wanted to do. I went to college, played football. I had a good time. I wanted to You played at uh, And Philly? you're one of the hosses, right? I mean, you're the offensive line, I'm assuming, right? I was a kicker. Shut yes. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I was like, no. I got a big boot. Uh, yeah, no, I played, I played for center. For the brand. I played center in college, and I... I really got into coaching because when I was in college, my brother was uh, like a top tier high school wrestler. And we would go to, we'd be in South Carolina one weekend, Virginia the next weekend. He, he ended up earning a division one scholarship he nice. went to Edinburgh. And uh, we would go to these tournaments. We drive, you know, 10, 12 mm-hmm. hours, hop in the car. And I'd always be his corner man. Like I, you know, I'd always be calling it out and just had a knack for it. So when I got, when I was working in the group homes, I had a guy that was an athletic director down the street of the high school and I was like, Hey, can I come volunteer? And it just kind of snowballed from that. It came real natural. I mean, it, at, f- at first it was a lot of fun. Now it's, it's becoming a job, but at the end of the day, if, if no longer volunteer yeah, though, yeah. No, it's no longer. <laughs> like, when, yeah, it, when it was volunteer for, I did the same thing. I was, I was in the education and I was like, I would love to coach football. You know, they put me right in up to varsity uh, linebackers and tight ends. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. And then like, eventually I'm like this, kind of sucks now all of a sudden because it's just getting tiring and just it's two a days and you know it's just that's a lot yeah. it's a lot of time it's a, it's a lot of time where you're you're putting it in you're putting your yourself out there for someone else and a lot of times if you don't get that you know reciprocation you, you feel down so it has its ups and downs but at the end of the day i'd rather do that than sit behind a desk yep. yeah you know no, like be active yeah the way to i'm be. outside 
spitting, cursing, packing lips, and you know, Chilling. creating future me's. Like, yeah. 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 for real, though. You know, like, Which, there's yeah. a bunch of little douchebag Bigelows running around the hallways. Like, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of Bigelows, do they know? Do do the kids know who you are? Do they know? Yeah, he wears I mean, t-shirts all the time. No, no, no. no like, but you know what I mean. Is listen, I'm a fucking marketing mark, mark, mark. <laughs> if I and I played safety, I played wide receiver. But I, dude, if my, they're like, yo, my dad's band man, big like, bro. Do you know how many questions I have? Like, do you know? Can we go watch a match? Like, what's right. up? Do can we I hang do, out? Bagel there, bites? Do, anybody? Do you have sweat in a box I can smell? <laughs> <laughs> I got his underwear. Right? Yeah, right. Right. Um, like, yo, Kazuna's too. Apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently. nobody <laughs> still no, drawing actually from back in the You have to get some. Of that I get, a little bit. I get you know what I get sometimes. Like we'll be we'll be sitting like pregame watching like a bunch of videos and stuff, and someone will always pull like a like a Stone Cold video or something. To be like, and one of the other coaches will pull my father up, and a kid in the back will be like, "Oh shit, that's your dad!" <laughs> yeah. Like just like that too. Yeah, oh man, word, like, there we go. Oh that's shit, nice. that's what's up. I got him in the game, and like every every few they Is know he in the newer games the WW two K twenty two or the yeah, last he one he was in was twenty fifteen I think it was yeah really yeah. do you get first do you get the no, nah, I gotta buy it like everybody else. No, 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 not the. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So every you get a free no, copy no, no, no. or not? Forget the copy. I'm it was talking in about 2015. I'm pretty when, sure you can when, get it for ten bucks. When they get their um, like I always hear like Disco and Conan and a bunch of them. When they get like when they do video games or when they did N64, they always no, they always talk about that video game check. Not just royalties, the video game check. They yeah. get a separate check just from being I mean, in the I'm video game. I'm assuming yes. I mean, that's no. a good check. That's what I would. Sure. I'd be like pushing. Do you remember it. what he got for the 1987 WrestleMania <laughs> Nintendo? Uh, 1987. No, but they're always. I'm talking bucks. about like so. So obviously you you wouldn't see the check, but like when your dad would come home and be like, "Yo, what's up, guys? Toys R Us, let's go." Like, what's like some of the like coolest stuff you remember? Like, dad got the big check, so we're going out. Like, obviously you know WrestleMania. Boom! Hey, dad, we know Monster. it's February now. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going on vacation, bro? Like, there's, let's go. There's a bunch of iterations where I remember the checks, but <clears throat> the most like memorable ones was because Japan used to pay you in cash. Mm-hmm. And they use all it, cash. And they're in the ceiling, Brand, ceiling tiles. How do you get it back? Brand new bills too, <laughs> right. just like this in is, Pride. This is 1989. Oh, uh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Bin Laden. Yeah, all right. Yeah, for real. So, though. facts. Uh, my brother's godfather's doing the clown. I I heard that too. I'm, get, I'm getting to so, all that too next. Oh, that <laughs> I got so all that. So here too. you said how they used to declare that. So he used they used to wear cowboy boots. They used to have fanny packs, and they would just stuff it in their pockets. So I like the first memories I have are like sitting in like a a baby's high chair, probably overloading it, and just like stacks of just hundreds of dollars, cash. yeah, <laughs> cash, tens of thousands of dollars, wow, on the table, and just like just like. Four days in Japan, forty grand, like just God crazy damn. stuff. Did they, the, did they pay Dink in quarters? <laughs> You're a piece of shit. They were old pennies for him. They used to they used to stuff him in the overhead. <laughs> there was one time the theme song's playing the whole time. Da, 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 yeah. go go. There was one time they said that he, they, my father. He said, bam, bam, let me put my thing up on the, in the overhead luggage. And instead of grabbing it, the bag, he just grabbed the dick and put, put it in shit oh, and then closed man. it. Oh, my God. So, like, they're going through and the lady's going and she's checking. And all she hears is, like, muffled, like, <laughs> like a little French-Canadian midget. Muffled. And my That's father hilarious. and Doink are just absolutely dying. Oh, my God. She opens it up and this midget comes Rolls out. Uh, just yeah. rolls out oh. that over top. Yeah. That's incredible. He was, he was one of the, like, the only two. Two that WWE ever used uh, before he became Dink, he always wore a pair of overalls. 
and he wrestled against another miniature person. <laughs> miniature person. I didn't want to say, bro. I didn't want to say the M word. It's, it's okay. It's it's fine. Trust now me. it's okay if I say midget. Three weeks ago, I said midget. He wanted to kill me. I don't remember midget. Now it's okay. I, I remember other. I remember talking about Dick the Clown. Here, I remember okay? other Everybody things. Come. Not so much midget. Christ almighty. Somebody else is a godfather too. Right? I hope is you it Chris Candido? Somebody else. One. Is, is, uh, my sister's godfather is Jerry the Wall too. There we go. I knew there was the somebody wall. else. Yep. Very cool. Um. Let's talk. So, Candido, do you ever any Sunny run-ins? Any? Oh, I always met them all backstage because e- ECW is very nonchalant. Yeah, like very they were, yeah. too. Most of their venues were hockey arenas that they put like boards over the ice, and like ha- the half of it was backstage. Just so, separated like, it. Yeah, there was not like <laughs> locker rooms where you know you go to the big, you go to these big arenas, and there's these guys in here, these guys in here. They were all in the back, and they were all you know very nice, sunny. Everybody like they. I'll come up, give you big hugs and kisses and stuff like that. So you you were like you were like on display. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, this is little Bammer yeah. like this, and it was your Bammer's yeah. kid, bro. Let me sign yeah. this fucking kid. <laughs> I was always shaking babies and kissing hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. From, I can imagine though. That's. What the fuck. <laughs> I like the Dukes of Hazard reference right there. Really so who nice. would you who would you say like obviously if you, if like you really thought about it is people like you would say. Are definitely not the same person they are. You you would see on TV. Ooh, some teams about to get spilled. All of them, mostly all of them. I mean, you know, there's more of like the ones that I remember, like that kept the character. Like Macho Man never broke character. They say that about him all the time. He never, never, like, never let it go. His blood pressure must have been through the roof. Like his throat must have hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. I saw the voice box at the end of it. Like nobody even knew. Like he just had it. You know, he started rapping at the end. Like had a legit rap CD. They did the same thing with Bam Bam that they did with with Macho in a WWF. So when Bam Bam came in, they had it was the uh, what was it the like the hunt for Bam Bam. Like they were looking. all the heel managers yeah. wanted oh, yeah. him. Yep. So, like, on Superstars and every they Saturday, their face. there'd be another one coming on, like Jimmy Hart saying that he signed mm. him. Master Fuji said that he signed oh, him. Oh, okay. So they did the same thing with Bam Bam that they did with Macho Man. The only thing that they... They made him a face instead of making him a heel. So, that, like, that first run... Hey, who a face? Bam Bam. Really? When yeah. he first, when he first oh, came in with the... Uh, I can't remember the manager's name. He's a guy... Oh, that Oliver man- Humperdinck. That's it. <laughs> there they it made is. Him, they made him, like, the, the baby face. Hmm. And like you can't, you look at Bam Bam. That's that doesn't say babyface. I gotta no. ask. I gotta ask. And we're gonna wrap this up. I don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, you saw. Have you seen your dad portrayed on Young Rock? By any I chance? did. I how did. Do you, how do you think they did? It's weird. It's weird. They <laughs> it made is. his suit purple. Did they you know like, about that? That's what I said to him. I go, the outfit didn't work for me. It, but it was f- a it was a good portrayal. You know, but like I. All we were telling had like a family text with like he's missing he's still got his teeth like he's got to get a yeah. tooth out we were like he ne- he never tucked his shirt in like that like he wore sleeveless like he- there was not enough body hair but it, <laughs> no, it was a, it was an absolute awesome portrayal like yeah. it was it gave you chills to it's like pretty badass to see yeah. I, I got chills I can imagine how you feel I got chills just to see all these guys the nostalgia the Undertaker Triple H all this stuff when I saw Bam Bam I'm like that is fucking cool man i was like i can't believe he's on the show right you now. know what's funny is that dude so that actor that played him he ended up reaching out to my sister and said i, I he used to be a wrestler in memphis years okay. and years ago and they used to call him baby bam bam right and so he reached out to my sister said i have so much respect for your father i got a, a few chances to meet him and like this is the greatest like this is my greatest honor he goes i couldn't 
put pictures out here and there. But the funny thing was, he's in Aquaman. If you ever see, he's in, early on in, in the movie, and this is years before he even played my father. He's in Aquaman, and they're in like a bar, and he comes up to him, and I'm like, like stop, because the dude's almost like a spitting image of my father. Like they have the same round head. Like it's just, now I have to watch. <laughs> so they, like they're very they he, they cast probably the perfect guy to like portray him. I said that to you. I'm like, bro, it looks just like him. I was like, no expense. I mean, it's the rock. Like the rock is going to make sure that he gets the best of the best for his baby uh, of being the young rock. But yeah, as soon as I saw uh, your dad being portrayed, I'm like, man, I was like, I think they did okay with this. Like they did yeah. pretty damn good with, with the look, the tats, everything just, everything yeah. was just money. Even as like, even as like personality, like they made him kind of like quirky, funny like that. He was like that, you yeah. know, and they took a little liberties and they cut some timelines out with, just the character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously for the show, they yeah. got to make it yeah, what are they you know, yeah. family friendly, but it w- overall, it was cool. I only watched those three episodes. Like, <laughs> I, like, I've never watched it either. It's very like 22 minute episodes. Yeah. So I yeah. ripped through the first couple seasons, but um, that one, that one's hard for me to watch because if you watch it and especially from my standpoint, it's like the rock almost explaining how his dad fucked his whole life up. Like, you know, how he's right. screwing is. stuff up. And, like, <laughs> and you yeah. see like, he was he was old, a little bit older and he was able to be brought through the business and kind of like find his own niche in that. But like, there's things that go through there where like I, I'm like that's too relatable. Like can't can't yeah, watch that. You, like, it's too it hits home. Way it's too exactly hard. I wanted him on the show because I want that kind of yeah ex- explanation. No other shows are doing that. And I think like, like what do you think it was your dad's favorite part about the business? Money. Yeah, money. I mean, the yeah. money. I didn't green. want to say that like to, to be green, funny. But but money green, he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he couldn't take his character off, and he wasn't a guy that was about the fame. Like he never. He never was like, you know who I am, Bam Bam Bigelow. Like he didn't have. But to. But he was Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. That's just that. That's what makes the best wrestlers are yeah. the ones that when you not see the playing Undertaker the walking around. You're there. like, oh, yeah. that's, that's, Christ, that's me. That's I don't have to. You know, I don't have to go take three breaths and okay, I'm Bam Bam. Your dad wakes up in his band. Yeah, they used you know to, what I'm saying? They used to bust his chops. They used to call him the Unabammer, like the Unabomber. <laughs> right. Because he would always wear these like aviator glasses and he'd have his hood pulled up. Yeah, because as soon as you see yeah. the tats, you know who it is. Like, but like once you saw just like a corner of it, it was over. Everybody knew anyway. Like it, kids treated him like a jungle gym. They would just <laughs> swarm to him. And like, but like people don't understand how like big, how like what your dad means to this area. Like just central jersey in general like you know what i mean like beast from the east that's your dad we don't think about like anybody else we someone says it. beast to the east to me i'm like right know, away i'm like bam bam i, I know he, he, he told you that he's already he's on the uh the disco inferno hype train but we gotta oh, start yeah. something else i like, like, yeah, we, like disco so, uh, i like disco so I'm like for me for every i like him too but not in a hall of fame <laughs> every what? day before i leave the show i i say i, I mean we're on mondays i'm like disco for hall of fame eventually because Couple, couple different things. He was gimmick of the year in 1995. He wrote most of WCW stuff, Impact stuff. Uh, do you know what his finisher was? It was called the Chart Buster. Do you know what it was? That's the, the Stone Cold Stunner. I know Steve Austin got the Stunner from Michael Hayes, but it still is. Then you got to think of it. <laughs> WrestleMania is eventually going to be in Vegas. Eventually. Yes. It's within the next five Inevitable, years. Inevitable, yeah. Yes. So if I keep going, hey, WWE or everybody, hey, we want... You know, blah, blah, blah. It might happen. If I could be part of that train and make it happen, the guy, the guy deserves it. People just got to watch his work more. You For go. your Vince father, McMahon. your father should have already been in. I don't, I don't understand. And maybe we can get you on another day where we kind of try to break it down a little bit. It's going to happen. I don't oh, know. Yeah. If there, maybe there's just not enough push behind it. Absolutely. And we're going to make 
We're going to push, 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 push. We're Jersey guys here. And I push, 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 push. Rob, Vince McMahon's going to make you sign an NDA to <laughs> never ask for oh. Disco Inferno in Listen, his Hall of Fame. Vince didn't have to right now. make me. Vince, I wouldn't have to sign an NDA. Vince can do whatever he wants to me. <laughs> There's a drop. So before before we get ready to get out, the, the story I was about to tell you. So back in the late 80s, your dad had just left Memphis at this point, and he was just signed with the WWE. And they were doing a loop down in, like, North Carolina, South Carolina. So my dad was an Essex County Sheriff's officer, and they would transport prisoners. So if they were in Newark, they'd be transporting them back down there. So at their Hotel Marriott, and all the cops are, you know, they're at the bar. And my dad said... All you see is just all of the lights just completely dim. And you just see these big dudes come walking in. And the two guys that sit down right next to him, Jim Anvil Nyhart and your dad, my dad sat there with them for about four hours. They sat and talked with him. He started talking about me. You know, I was six years old at the time. Your dad got up, got a piece of paper and a pen, and got the autographs from all the wrestlers that they were in there with for me. That's so awesome. I had Hercules Hernandez's autograph as a kid, mm-hmm. Ric Flair's autograph wow. as a kid. Look at you. Uh, the gimmick was real. He, my dad said he walked in with two women on each arm <laughs> oh, that's not a, and that went to not the a back. And that, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's a, that was the non-disclosure. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, so that was so Bam Bam always held like a special place in in my dad's heart. So when he wrestled LT, he was so ecstatic to have watched him on uh, on pay per view. Then, so I. And it Thank wasn't, you. you can't stream it, so that you had to buy it. Yeah. Then. Yeah, oh, we watched it at, uh, at my friend's house. I used to watch all the pay-per-views there until they came out with the black box, and then it was always <laughs> at my house. Free anyway. And now I get it on my own little black box. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much for joining us, you. Uh, you know, taking time out of your day uh, to come here and hang out with three jamokes that you have no idea who hey, we are. I'm a fourth, so <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah, you can come whenever listen, you want, yeah, bud. The studio's open, front door's open for whenever, you, Whenever, man. man. really appreciate the time. I would love you to come on as much as you want, bro, for real. Appreciate There's so it. much more I got to ask. We didn't even get into the click stuff. Oh, which I dude. bet, and I bet you got so many stories for that. We could talk all so, well, nah. next time, bro, that's where we're going. Part two, we're coming to yeah, uh, the Top Sports Podcast Network. For real. By you. So uh, we should do it on Halloween so I can come and dress as Bam Bam. Oh, my God. I'll true. do the whole, the whole gimmick. Yeah. All right. okay. all so right. we got Tommy D, Wrestling Rob, Destruction Dave, <laughs> Shane Bigelow, another episode of The Fight Factory. We'll see you guys next week. 